On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Saturday, December 11th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith. The Saturday card is a massive one. We've got 12 games on tap for this Saturday slate. Looking forward uh, to it. Uh, Let's get right into it with the one and only afternoon game on this Saturday slate. we got the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning taking on the Ottawa Senators. We've got Tampa Bay uh, minus uh, 200 to minus 210. Uh, road favorites pretty much in that range across the board right now. Six the total uh, in this game. The uh, Tampa Bay Lightning going through a uh, Eastern Canadian swing. Uh, it's gone through Montreal and Toronto already, winning both of those games. Now part of a five-game win streak uh, for the Lightning uh, coming into this matchup here against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, been impressed with uh, Tampa Bay's ability to still win games. You look at who's been out for them uh, the last uh, little bit. Obviously, Point and Kucherov have been out for a while. Eric Chernak. One of their better shutdown defensemen has been out for a while and won't be returning till later this month. And Anthony Sorelli missed the uh, Leaf game the other night with an upper body injury. And yet Tampa Bay just moves along and finds ways to win. No excuses. Next man up mentality. Depth shining through. And we know Tampa Bay, believe it or not, actually Tampa Bay, we question their depth a little bit this year because they lose guys like Blake Coleman, Barkley Goudreau from last year's team. Uh, in that third line, Gord as well, that whole third line gone from last year. We wondered if they had capable uh, fill-ins and replacements to step in and fill that void. Well, Belmar scores. Maroon finds a way to score. Perry's been uh, picking it up lately. Boris Kachuk on the fourth line's chipped in. Matthew Joseph, you know, has been a little bit of an offensive impact player lately as well. So they found other options, and you give John Cooper credit for that. You know, coaching does play a part. You got to make sure you, when you have injuries, you find line combinations that can work and can uh, contribute for you in a positive manner. And uh, Cooper's been able to do that here for this uh, Tampa team. Ottawa coming off a 5-3 loss uh, to the New York Islanders. Really, other than the win against New Jersey, where they won in a shootout, I mean, it has been very difficult. Uh, for Ottawa uh, to defensively lately. The goaltending has really had a tough time. Uh, they've been giving up goals in bunches. Of course, uh, at this point, DJ Smith is just going back and forth between Anton Forsberg and uh, Gustafson, uh, just hoping to uh, see if one of these guys can step up uh, and maybe grab that number one job by the scruff of the neck. And nobody's been able to do that yet between Gustafson and Forsberg. Forsberg will get the start here. Uh, in this one, in this early start affair. I'm going to go over the total here of six, just because we do have some series history that's very strong in that regard. Uh, Ten and two uh, to the over in the last 12 head-to-head meetings here between the Lightning and the Senators. Uh, And you look at the previous meeting this year, it was last month, and I remember, Alex, it was an afternoon game. It was a Saturday afternoon game, and it was uh, the same time as this one. 
5-3 Tampa Bay game flew over the total. I'm kind of thinking we see something similar here. Ottawa very uh, shaky right now at the back end and with their goaltending. And I would certainly lean to Tampa Bay. I don't want to step in front of them. But uh, again, you're going to have to lay a little bit of a price here with the uh, uh, lightning and regulation because uh, you're not getting the absolute bargain there. It's about minus 135 with that. Certainly lean in that direction, but I'm just going to stick uh, to the over here between the lightning and senators. Alex, Tampa, Ottawa. Yeah, you know, I'm probably going to be right on there the over with you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. We're gonna more than likely be on the air by the time this game starts. I'm gonna look to try to grab a, a better price. I mean, six evens fine, but I think we might be able to get into that five and a half range. I feel like maybe the goals won't come right away in this one, but I do think it'll get over that six. So if you like over, you can grab it now. But I think I'm gonna play it a little safer and grab that. I'll try to grab an over five and a half uh, because you do have these early starts, and yeah, these two teams played an early start game in Ottawa. We saw it go 5-3, but sometimes they you know, can still take a while for these teams. And these aren't the two teams that play a lot of day games uh, throughout the year. We'll see a couple more of them uh, you know, in the second half of the season. But you know, usually I always talk about the teams that I have circled that play a lot of day games on Fridays and, or Saturdays and Sundays, I should say. And, and their tendencies, you kind of want to read into those a little bit more than some of these teams that just sporadically play day games. Yeah, second period over, Ottawa has really been good in that regard, too. If you look at the great charting of uh, Chris Otto uh, with all the uh, totals and streaks and puck line streaks, and, of course, Tampa Bay and people in the chat are alluding to it, maybe look minus a half goal first period puck line with Tampa Bay. Uh, that's 13-2-2 and uh, 13 two and two in the last 17 games, uh, the first period puck line on the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So first period puck line has been a good bet here for Tampa. The one concern with that today is you beat Montreal, you beat Toronto, or you're a little lazy in the first period today, early start against the weaker team, Ottawa. Sometimes you, you know, you, you sleepwalk when you're facing an inferior yep. team once in a while. I worry about that a little uh, for Tampa Bay today. Yeah, definitely. And when you're laying the, the, the puck line in the first period, you pretty much need the score first. Now, that doesn't mean anything. Obviously, the team can come back and tie it up. But if I feel that that momentum of ca of cashing that, it's hard to ha get a team to score two goals after they're down one within the first period. It has happened before, but that, that's it's pretty rare. So, uh, you know, even if you feel maybe you don't want to roll with them the whole way, maybe you could look at, you know, Tampa to, uh, as a small unit to score first. And then that way, you know, things roll, keep rolling on or, or Ottawa does kind of bounce back. You got to clear you've already cashed your ticket. That's definitely good sage advice there for uh, looking at a game like this. Washington and Buffalo. Uh, we've got Washington minus 215 to minus 220. Uh, road favorites here, six the total uh, in this game. Best bet winner for me yesterday against Buffalo with the uh, Rangers uh, in regulation. Got pretty close to uh, down the stretch, but two to one, they hold off and fend off the uh, Sabres in that game. Uh, and the Sabres offense, we talked about slowed down a bit the last few games. That continued last night. Just three goals in the last two games for this Sabres team. Now part of a six-game losing streak for Buffalo uh, coming into this matchup today against uh, Washington, uh, who uh, dropped a 4-2 decision to the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Really impressed with Pittsburgh uh, in that game last night, to be honest with you. We talked about it. They were out on the West Coast for a quartet of games and then they came all the way back to the east coast for a weird scheduling uh spot last night against washington before going home to face anaheim tonight and pittsburgh in a bit of a tricky spot for them still gets the job done and shorthanded uh, a little bit too no jake gensel last night for pittsburgh still take care of business against the uh, capitals so very impressive uh, win for pittsburgh disappointing loss though if you're on the uh, washington side of things washington by the way they're on the second night of back-to-backs they're two and one 
uh, on a uh, second night of back-to-back games this year. Buffalo 0-4 on the second night of back-to-back games. So to me, this is just kind of like last night. Team that's the better team is coming off a loss. You look at a team like the Buffalo Sabres as your chance to get back on track, right? Kind of like the New York Rangers last night. I hate to say that. That's Buffalo right now. Uh, Teams that are better and they're coming off a loss, you know, you would expect focus and the, and, you know, not taking them lightly, not taking them for granted. Obviously they're not, when you're losing to Sidney Crosby and your arch rivals, you've had a rivalry with Pittsburgh for years. You definitely want to bounce back here. Uh, I think the Capitals again played well enough last night, but uh, did pucks didn't go in. The goaltending for Pittsburgh was good. It's not like they played horrible, but Pittsburgh did play a very good uh, road game last night in that victory but i think the capitals bounce back here and i'm going to go with them here in regulation the price isn't terrible uh with that here uh, in this game washington in regulation about minus 140 uh in this one uh, low enough that i'm going to take it. you could go puck line if you want or you could go first period puck line even but i'm going to go with washington here in regulation minus 140 uh, Alex, Capitals, Sabers. I'm going with the over here at, at six, laying a dollar five, or you can find it up to a dollar ten. Whichever goalie Buffalo rolls with tonight, it, it still leads to the over. Either Lukanen plays again in the back-to-back spot, which is tough for a young uh, to ask for a young guy, or it could be Malcolm Subban coming back from this day-to-day injury. He looked horrible in his first start, or of course it's our favorite goalie, the fade, Aaron Dell. So either way, uh, this looks like it could be, like I said, a good bounce-back game for Washington. This is a, a Buffalo team where they've been giving up 27 goals in the last six games combined. Uh, I feel like Washington probably ends up doing the bulk of the work and gets this thing well over the zone. All right, liking the over, and you're right. The goaltending will be something to monitor. They've actually gotten some solid play out of uh, Uko Pekalukin and so far the uh, Sabres, but does uh, Don Granada want to put him in on the second night of back-to-back games? That remains a question here. I have a feeling he might here because your other options are Malcolm Subban. I don't think is ready to go. We'll see. Actually, you know what he said about Subban that he's been practicing. He did practice Friday. He might actually be available. And I would think Malcolm Subban would get the first look before Aaron Dell. If it's not Lucan. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's questionable because if the thing is you brought him in to try to, you know, eventually get rid of Dell, right? Like you're not, you're not riding with Dell the rest of the season uh, if you can avoid it. But the thing is, you don't want him to come in and all of a sudden try to play out through an injury, you know, in, on mid-December, and then all of a sudden you end up losing him for a long time. So if anything, you know, you got to take your lumps and maybe ride with a healthier Dell until Subban is fully healthy and ready and, and you know, not just thrown into the fire after getting just shipped out from, from Rockford. So I don't know. I think we might see Dell tonight. If I had to, if I had to pick a goalie that, that we would see tonight, not just for personal bias, but just – you know, options wise, you don't want to run looking it in the ground and you don't want to risk, you know, re-injuring Subban. So it might be Dell. I think. Yeah. And if it is Dell, I will be adding that over along with uh, Alex, which he's bet. I, no way I'm passing that up if it's Aaron Dell uh, in net tonight. All right. Original six matchup here. Hockey night in Canada, Chicago Blackhawks, Toronto Maple Leafs. We got Toronto minus 240 here uh, in this game. Six, the total. Uh, shaded to the over in this one. Man, I was hoping to take the leaps here. I like the spot for them. They're, they weren't happy with their game against Tampa. I think this is a spot where they could have uh, uh, been a good bet here. But, boy, you're not getting any sort of bargain here. Even regulation with the Leafs is north of minus 150 uh, in this game. So I don't know if I'll actually pull the trigger here, but I would expect Toronto's got a good shot at bouncing back. And Chicago off the 2 nothing shutout uh, against Montreal. But they've been in this weird pattern, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, the last several games. And feels like they're walking into a spot here against a Leaf team that, uh, like I said, turnovers really 
crippled them against Tampa Bay. Most of the lightning uh, goals in that game were just off leaf mistakes. Uh, they want to clean up the defensive zone a little bit. This could actually be an under, but I don't want to go against the streak, and that's the over streak with Toronto. But it does kind of feel like a spot where the Leafs want to clean it up defensively. That was all the talk after the loss against Tampa the other night was, hey, too many gaffes with the puck, too many turnovers, got sloppy with it. Uh, we need to clean it up in our own zone tonight. So we'll see if that is indeed the case here uh, going into this game. Uh, some interesting goaltending news from a Leaf perspective as we're going to see Peter Morozik in net for the first time. Of course, he's been out due to injury for a long period of time. So it's been Jack Campbell and Joseph Wall uh, in net. So obviously with this move, they're going to send Joe Wall back down to the uh, AHL, to the Marlies. But Morozik back off injury here. So that's the one thing that does bother me with maybe looking under is, you know, a guy that hasn't played in a while, how sharp is he? And the same thing with back in Toronto here. You know, it's been a while since we've seen Morozik in net. How sharp and how effective is he going to be with, uh, going this long without playing Kevin Lankin and we'll get the nod in between the pipes tonight for Chicago in this one so the lean is Toronto in regulation but again I got priced out of it I'm not laying a buck 60 on a, uh, a regulation bet I just rarely will ever do that so it's just a lean Leafs in regulation Alex Blackhawks Leafs yeah it should be an interesting game like you mentioned this has definitely been a uh a trend of up and down right now is a roller coaster for, for the Hawks. Like I said, win one, lose one. They got the big emotional win. Mark Andre Fleury's 500th career win, two nothing. And they got the shutout as well in his home province. Uh, they already, they announced, I mean, it was like literally moments after the game ended. Uh, King and his presser announced that Lincoln was going to get the start here. And, you know, at first glance, this price is kind of, uh, you know, You'd say, oh, wow, a bit disrespectful. I mean, Lincoln, then, yes, he hasn't had that great of a season going through that bit of a sophomore slump. But, man, he's a, he's, he's a good goalie when you're talking about plus $2 underdog. Under different circumstances, I would be taking a shot at the Hawks, but I'm staying away from the side here. I'm actually going to go with a player prop. I'm going to go with Kirby Doc to score a goal at plus 300. He's getting bumped up to that top line. Uh, Borkstrom is out. So Doc's going to be on the line with Kane and Debrinkit. We know how well those two move the puck. So Doc finally getting uh, you know into that offensive rhythm with uh, 12 and 88. That should be a good thing for him. So at plus 300, I'll take a shot for him to get a goal tonight. Yeah, and for the Leafs, I'd look at Andre Kasha. This guy is really starting to heat up for Toronto. Uh, he's finding the back of the net a lot more than early in the season. And he was shooting a lot but wasn't getting any results uh, for his effort. But you're really starting to see uh, Andre Kasha get his offensive game going. And that's been good news for the Leafs with, uh, obviously, Mitch Marner uh, still out. You're going to have Jason Spezza still serving his suspension uh, tonight uh, for this game against Chicago. So to see uh, other players really step up in a uh, depth scoring role uh, for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs is good. And I agree with Doc. Doc is definitely someone that I think you're going to see him, especially with the elevate, elevation in the lineup tonight uh, for this game. You're going to see him have a chance. And same with Kasha. Kasha is now going to be on the top line tonight uh, with Austin Matthews and Michael Bunting. So more opportunity for Kasha, who has scored, I believe, in consecutive games or close. Yeah, three goals in the last three games. Two against Tampa. He scored one against Winnipeg. He's had four shots, or he's had a, 11 shots on goal in the last three games combined. And now he's going to be on the top line tonight for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So there you go. Andre Kasha at around plus 250 for a goal scorer prop tonight for Toronto. And I like what uh, Alex said about Kirby Doc. That's probably one to look at as well. All right, Montreal and St. Louis. We've got St. Louis minus 230 home favorites here. Six the total uh, in this one. Uh, should be interesting here. Montreal, of course, just not a team I'm backing anytime soon. Just a dreadful year. Six and 22. It's just been absolutely terrible uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. And uh, 
poor Andrew. Uh, it's a good thing Andrew's not here at the moment, uh, hearing me say all this uh, negativity about the Montreal Canadiens. But it has to be said. I mean, it's a dreadful hockey team. I think they even realize now, like, we're just going to – it's a lost season at pretty much at this point. Uh, they're just absolutely gutted with key absences up and down the lineup right now. Armia, Dvorak, Josh Anderson, Byron, Edmondson, Gallagher, Petrie, uh, Toffoli. Um, you name it. I mean, it's just an absolute mash unit of a lineup right now uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. So it's difficult to compete, difficult to win games with the lineup they're putting on the ice uh, at this point in time. Now, five straight losses for Montreal going into this game tonight. St. Louis has won two in a row against Florida and Detroit. Uh, they've picked it up offensively. Blues have scored a grand total of uh, 13 goals uh, in their last three games combined. Um, I'm going to go with St. Louis team total here in this one over three and a half at a plus price. I think they can get to four here, uh, against this, uh, Montreal team, especially at on home ice in this game tonight from a goaltending up situation, uh, in this one. Uh, let me just uh, double check here. Yeah. It looks like it's Jake Allen for the Canadians and it is confirmed. He'll be in net and Charlie Lindgren, which sets up an interesting dynamic here. Lindgren, a former member of the Canadians, Allen, of course, a former member of the blues. So. Uh, very fascinating that you got guys in net here that used to play for the other team. Uh, so an interesting little uh, situation there. But look, I'm just going to go with it. Uh, over three and a half team total. I don't know if I want to trust Montreal to score, but maybe against Lindgren they can. Although to Lindgren's credit, didn't play that bad the other night against uh, the Detroit Red Wings. But is it something he can keep up? Certainly would lean full game over. But I think I want to put more of my confidence in St. Louis doing the bulk of the scoring tonight. So for me, it would be Blues over three and a half team total. Alex, uh, Blues hosting the Canadians. Yeah, this one will most likely be a pass for me, but I, I thought that was interesting, like you mentioned with Lindgren, uh, the dynamic of him getting the start against his old club and, you know, a uh, team that drafted him and kind of brought him up. And you look at his numbers, I'm kind of hoping that the Blues do win and he has a great game because his numbers are a bit skewed. If he goes 3-0 and and keeps his, his goals against still below 2 now you're going to have books maybe, you know, starting to adjust him, you know, like a, a better number two goalie option. He's decent, but he's not he's not worth the, you know, uh, moving a line heavy. So moving forward, this is kind of a circle game. I'm going to be circling him, seeing how he does. And we might be able to fade him uh, moving forward if he gets a win, because now, you know, people are going to start. realizing, Oh, this guy's three. and oh, he's one of the better backups in the league. Now he's still pretty mid range. So uh, this is a pass for here. This is a, a watch and observe kind of game. All right, good stuff. Yeah, watch and observe, definitely. Uh, for the Blues, by the way, I wanted to make note of it because uh, in terms of the goal-scoring props tonight, there's a couple that for St. Louis I might uh, consider here in this game. Sir, they've scored 29 goals, by the way, uh, in their last six home games as well. I mean, here on home ice, they've been absolutely lighting the lamp. Not that they haven't been doing it on the road, but they've definitely done it a whole lot more uh, on home ice lately. How about Nathan Walker with the hat trick the other night? Can you believe that? Just a uh, recent call up and all of a sudden, maybe you just ride the wave with him tonight yeah, for the uh, St. Louis Blues. Maybe a guy that's got the confidence going uh, for the uh, Blues. Now he's playing third line minutes, so he's not a top six, but look, he's going to have confidence. How can you not coming off a game where you have a, uh, a hat trick? Uh, Kairou and Saad are definitely two, and uh, Buchnevich as well. Buchnevich is probably my favorite one, actually, because he's really starting to heat up for the Blues. I We remember talking in the preview shows, Alex, what a great addition this was for the mm -hmm. Blues on, in the offseason. They need a little more firepower, a little more scoring punch up front, and getting Pavel Buchnevich from the New York Rangers was a great addition for St. Louis. And look, they're a capable goal-scoring team this year. Haven't always been able to say that uh, about St. Louis uh, in years no. past. 
All right, we go to Anaheim and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh finally back home after that road trip. They return home. Uh, they're minus 145, minus 150 home favorites here. Five and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, I kind of lean Anaheim, believe it or not, here at an underdog price. The only concern is Pittsburgh losing last night. Uh, or, or sorry, they won, I should say, against Washington. So I think that strengthens what the look here maybe toward Anaheim is that you get uh, Pittsburgh getting the nice victory last night against uh, the Washington Capitals and back home now. This is that first home game. I think Anaheim could be worth the look here in this one at plus 135, plus 140. And we got a very good chance, Alex, to see Casey DeSmith in that. You would think so with Jari yeah. getting the start last night. And he's not exactly a guy that's been terrific in between the pipes this year for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. His numbers have been uh, kind of mediocre this year, uh, not what you would uh, want. Uh, and uh, that's why he hasn't gotten many starts. I don't think there's the utmost confidence in him right now. He's coming off as a great showing against Seattle, but I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult here facing this Anaheim team that, look, has been has now got some scoring, has now got some young forwards and talent and skill, unlike what they've seen uh, in recent seasons. So I think it's going to be a little bit more of a challenging uh, matchup here for Casey DeSmith against Anaheim, say, compared to what he faced last time out against Seattle. Still only at 885 save percentage and 3.65 goals against average this year uh, for uh, Casey DeSmith. Uh, no confirmed goalie yet for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, John Gibson was outstanding, by the way, in the game against uh, Columbus. And we talked about it was kind of been mediocre at times on the road, not the other night. He was fantastic in the uh, victory against the uh, Jackets. And he's certainly going to be fired up to play here. This is close to home for him. Uh, you know, a Pittsburgh guy, Pennsylvania guy. Yeah. So uh, definitely I expect to see Gibson in net. He's coming off one of his best road performances of the year against Columbus. So that put it all together and you know what I'm on. I'm looking at Anaheim here. I think this could be a live underdog here, plus 135 with the Ducks in this one. Alex, what do you think here? Anaheim-Pittsburgh. Yeah, this is an interesting matchup, and it's a, it's funny. Someone in the chat mentioned about you know Gibson being a, a Pittsburgh guy. His numbers in Pittsburgh haven't really, or, or at least against the Pittsburgh Penguins, haven't been that good. Five and five with a three point four four goals against and a point yeah, eight point eight nine five save percentage. So against his old team overall hasn't been good. He has done better in Pittsburgh than when Pittsburgh's playing in Anaheim. This is a really tough stretch here for, for the Ducks. I will probably be – I am fading them tonight. I'm on Pittsburgh and regulation minus $1.05, which I know is a bit tricky because, like you mentioned, the Penguins are coming off a road trip of their own. But the big spot – and like I said, we won't be on the show tomorrow, so I want to mention it now. I'm probably going to be on St. Louis anywhere in the range of minus $1.30 or better tomorrow because it's a second of back-to-backs to end the West Coast road trip. And I did some research with Pacific Division teams they are 4-11 and 11 on the end of road trips that are four games or longer. Those only two wins came from Vancouver early in the year, and then they came from Calgary, which is obviously the best team in the Pacific as of right now. So these West Coast teams, when they're out east, that last game, they're very sluggish. So having the second night of back-to-backs, uh, more than likely Stolarz in that, which we talked about, not the biggest drop-off in the world, but still a backup. Uh, I'm going to be looking to fade Anaheim tonight and tomorrow as well. So it's kind of a, a two for pick. Let's go with Penguins in regulation tonight and something, you know, probably in the, like I said, 130 or better range with, with St. Louis tomorrow. All right. So there you go. A double fade of Anaheim for Alex Pittsburgh in regulation tonight and look towards St. Louis. By the way, what we're going to do for Sunday is we'll post our plays on the ice guys, Twitter, make sure you're following it at the underscore ice guys uh, on Twitter. And I'll also have a brief, brief, very brief pre-recorded small little Sunday uh, show. Uh, before I leave for the Grey Cup festivities tomorrow. So check, and it'll air at the same time as the show always does on Sunday, which is noon. 
uh, Eastern time. So uh, you'll be able to check that. It'll be very brief. It'll be bang, bang, bang through the five games, and it'll be no more than 10 or 15 minutes. So it'll be uh, very short tomorrow. But we'll give you something video-wise uh, for the uh, Sunday card. All right, New Jersey Devils, New York Islanders. We've got the Islanders minus 160, home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. I'll tell you what, this is an easy pass for me, Alex. I mean, I'm, I'm just about at my wits end with both of these hockey teams right now. I mean, the Devils, the timing's been off. The Islanders, you know, thought that they could ride the momentum of the victory against Ottawa. They couldn't do it. They lose to Nashville uh, in their next game. So uh, they get that first win. They're not able to sustain. I thought for a minute that maybe this team, you know, with the win against Ottawa, get on a run. We're talking about a team that's been a very good team the last couple of years and starting to wonder now. You know, and I remember you said it in our season preview, lots of hockey played by the Islanders the last yep. two years. And you compound that with the freaking one month road trip, bouncing around city to city, changing time zones a million times, COVID ravaging the team, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they look gassed. They look spent at times. They look like there's, they're lacking stamina. They're lacking energy. Uh, and I think the fact that they've had long playoff drives deep into the season, two years in a row, and now they've had the long road trip to begin the year. It takes a lot out of you. You're a human being. You're not a machine. You're not a robot. You're not a computer. You know, things like that are going to impact you uh, a little bit uh, when you have that kind of grueling, you know, not just this year, the last couple of years for the Islanders. So uh, they, they just look like they're out of sorts still. I mean, the reason they beat Ottawa is because Ottawa is a shit show defensively at the moment. You know, other than that, they, yeah. their, their own defense, the Islanders, hasn't been as good this year. Their goal scoring comes and goes and fits and starts like the, and now they've got everybody mostly healthy other than Brock Nelson and Ryan Pollock. And Nelson looks like he is going to be activated from the injured list and be ready to return tonight uh, against New Jersey. So other than Pollock on defense, now they're going to have pretty much a fully healthy lineup. So it's now or never for the Islanders, but I'm not laying minus 160 tonight with the Islanders to figure out if they can get it going. Uh, so for me, it's a pass in this game. What do you think, Alex? Devils Islanders? Yeah, I have no idea why on earth uh, this price is, is even remotely in the range of 160 uh, with the Islanders, the way that they played. And you know, like I said, New Jersey it was on them last night. They really, really irritated me the way they lost that game. Uh, naturally, you know, came out with all the quotes saying, uh, you know, we got our asses kicked against Nashville before. Here we are trying to bounce back and, and get things going in, in the right direction, try to, to make up for that loss. They didn't really do that. They, it was just kind of a, a whole home game. So these are two teams that aren't worth betting on right now. Uh, so there's not even value with a plus 145 here with the Devils. This is just a clear pass. There's better spots on the board tonight. Yeah, and you know what the commonality here is, Alex? Both of these teams off a loss to Nashville uh, in yeah, their last game. Right. Uh, so that's uh, obviously last night for the Devils and the night before uh, for the New York Islanders losing to uh, Nashville. Which so. is sometimes that's a good thing. Now, if you are interested in betting this game, that's sometimes a good thing to have. Like, look at the highlights be between uh, each game playing against a common opponent recently. And then you can kind of get an idea of how their form is going. Now, both teams have sucked lately. So that's just the general synopsis of it. But if you want to look at certain specific details, uh, and if you do have some interest in this game, I would recommend looking at the highlights of, of both of their meetings against the Predators. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you, Domi Gunn. That's uh, our one and only Dom Ricci in the chat. Uh, appreciate the kind words and the uh, good luck for the Grey Cup tomorrow. I certainly hope for good results there. Yeah. Uh, appreciate everybody joining us on a Saturday uh, here uh, at noon Eastern. Uh, again, we're here seven days a week on the ice, guys, breaking down every NHL game from a betting perspective all season long. Hit the like button. Make sure you do that. Uh, it helps us out uh, quite a bit. All right, we move on to Philadelphia and Arizona. Philadelphia, how about last night, the Flyers? Uh, what a big-time victory for them against Vegas. 
Uh, we'll see if they can sustain it here. Minus 145, minus 150 uh, road favorites. Six the total shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, look, um, I, I, I'm a little bit – the, the voice inside my head says you should back Philly here. You know, they finally won a game. Can they keep it rolling here? But it's a second of back-to-backs. And I just feel like this with this Flyers team, that was such a you know huge win for them last night against Vegas. Kind of an unexpected win, 4-3 uh, in that uh, victory over the Golden Knights. And uh, look, for Carter Hart and Ned, it was outstanding for him. We, that's the Carter Hart they want to see on a regular basis. Magnificent last night. 41 saves on 44 Vegas shots. That's the kind of performance uh, you want to see from your goalie. As far as the offense goes, Van Riemsdyk finally scores. It's been a little bit of a slump for him. Couturier as well. Kevin Hayes, you hope he can stay healthy because he's a solid player when he does. Uh, and Pete helps out and scores the first goal last night for Philadelphia as well. Uh, great win. Nothing else to say. I mean, it was a terrific win against a very good hockey team. But Philly's just, they've got schizophrenia written all over it in my mind for them. It would be just so Philadelphia for them to lay an egg tonight and even lowly Arizona, you know, to beat them uh, in this game tonight. Now, it's a back-to-back situation here for both teams. Philly's the team traveling, and Philly's coming from Las Vegas, and you know what I always feel about that, you know, especially when you win like you did last <laughs> night. You yeah. know, if there's some celebrating going on. It's been a rough stretch. You know, your first win for the new – or for the interim coach, Mike Yo. And do you really fall flat on your keister tonight against Arizona? That worries me. And they got to travel. And for Arizona, it's back-to-back, but no travel. They were at home to Florida last night, and they stay at home tonight to take on this Philadelphia Flyers team. So this is a pass. I want no part of either side. But if you ask me, this is one of those games. If you ask me the Flyers win, not shocked. If you ask me the Coyotes win, though, to be quite honest with you, not shocked. I would not be totally shocked uh, if Arizona uh, wins either. So I'm going to stay off this game. Just uh, two teams that just uh, are not exactly teams I'm trusting at the moment. Alex, what do you think here? Flyers, Coyote. You know, I've, I've said there's going to be only going to be 23 wins from this Arizona team this year. This probably will be one of those 23, but I'm not willing to back that with my money right now. Like I said, these are two teams that you just you can't rely on. And like I said, it would just be typical Flyers fashion after getting a big win against a decent opponent to come out the very next night and lay an egg against the worst team in hockey. So, uh, like I said, wouldn't be shocked either way. Like I said, there's better stuff on the board, so it's a pass. Somebody mentioned the draw. That's a decent draw price at plus three, what, 335, plus 340, uh, and you're going to get that sometimes with the way that, obviously, Arizona's being priced as a heavy underdog, so you'll find some better draw prices there. That wouldn't shock me here either, honestly. So uh, if you had to bet something on this game, maybe take the draw, but I'm just going to pass all the go. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, we'll see again what's going to happen with this uh, tonight with the goaltending on the back to back, but uh, if I'm passing for now. If we see Martin Jones, I'm going to be very tempted by coyotes and over. I'll say that right now. If we see uh, Martin Jones in net tonight for the flyers. But again, I don't think that's a given because of the fact Carter Hart was so strong in net last night. You, they might put him back in there uh, on a back to back spot. It will be Corel Vimelka uh, for the uh, Arizona coyotes. And uh, it's been a one high, against Winnipeg two starts ago where he stood on his head and shut him out to one terrible low after that, giving up seven goals to the Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, Vimelka, a little bit of a wild card. What are you going to get from him tonight? But if if we see a Martin Jones confirmation, I'm certainly going to look over, and I might even sprinkle on Arizona as well. And we might see That's that crazy. too because I'm looking at his numbers against Arizona. 9-5-2 and two with a 2.23 goals against, a 9-14 save percentage and two shutouts. Now, granted, those are numbers when he played with San Jose and the LA Kings when he was a better goaltender. So 
if they're riding on that, those old numbers, then yeah, we might see him and we still might get a good price. So I might jump on that over too if, if he is confirmed. Yeah, definitely. All right, Columbus and Seattle. Uh, next up, we got the Kraken, uh, minus 165 to minus 170 uh, home favorites in this game. Uh, the total six here pretty much across the board. Uh, we'll see how the uh, this game goes. Uh, these teams actually played earlier this year, uh, October 16th, uh, two to one victory for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets over uh, the Seattle Kraken. We'll see if uh, Seattle uh, can earn some redemption here in this game. They've lost uh, two of the first three games uh, on this homestand. Uh, the win was against Edmonton, and then they lost to uh, Pittsburgh and Winnipeg uh, in back-to-back games, shut out by the Jets uh, in the uh, last game. Uh, we'll see if they're uh, going to bounce back here uh, in this one. What's very fascinating here, and I'm going to probably look at the over in this game, you look at Columbus's track record this year, uh, the last several games that they've played an under, they've gone over the next time. That's been a pattern. They had an under on October 29th against the Rangers. Next game went over. Vegas game stayed under. Next game went over. Uh, they had Washington game went over the total next time against San Jose. So uh, they've been one of those teams where when they do have an under or lower scoring game, they try to pick it up offensively. I think they're going to because they got they lost to Anaheim 2-1 to one the other night. Certainly for the uh, Seattle side, they got shut out by Winnipeg. So you'd expect offense to be their main area of focus going into uh, this game tonight between these two teams. So I think you see both teams wanting to find the back of the net, knowing that uh, offense was hard to come by uh, in the uh, last game. It probably will be Merzlikens and Grubauer, uh, your two goalies. Merzlikens has had a little bit of a home road split. He's been terrific at home. He hasn't been as sharp on the road here. So that would be the concern for me with him. And Grubauer, you know, he just continues to be so up and down. Uh, all year more downs than ups to be honest with you so i think we could get there with an over in this game and i'm certainly not willing to lay this big of a price with seattle i think it's a spot where i this is their most winnable game to be honest with you of the last uh you know the last two games were pittsburgh and winnipeg those are better teams than columbus uh i think it's a winnable spot for seattle i lean seattle but i'm just not going to lay this kind of price so for me i'll probably just stick to the over here uh, alex jackets cracking yeah, I'm going with the over in the first period here. You're only laying a dollar thirty. It's a little higher, but obviously with the the trends with these two teams, they're both first period uh, over teams, and Seattle's one of the best teams as far as getting a goal in the first ten minutes. You also mentioned the roads, home and road splits from Rizlikins. Uh Definitely a not as good on the road. So uh, this is definitely one of those spots I could feel where we get maybe two or three goals early, and then things might slow down a little bit. So uh, you could find a possible opportunity to, to grab a in-game under as well if you're feeling so inclined but at the same time these two teams you'd worry about that because they can just absolutely start a, a track meet if they have a fast start in the first 20 minutes so we're just going to play it safe go with the first period over with jackets and kraken all right there we go uh, jackets and kraken first period over for alex all right boston and calgary we've got calgary minus 130 home favorites here five and a half the total uh, in this game uh this is a tricky one for me uh Calgary, I, I kind of think that I want I want to back them. I was looking to back them in this game. They've lost three in a row. They're kind of slumping a little bit. Vegas, San Jose, and of course, an overtime loss to Carolina, two to one in their last game. Uh, certainly, it looks like a kind of a circle the wagons bounce back spot. But uh, you look at Boston, they got a nice win against Edmonton the other night, three two. And one of their worst games this year, Alex, it's probably why I'm going to ease off taking Calgary tonight. One of the worst games I've seen Boston play all year it was a listless performance against Calgary. It was in Boston a few weeks ago. They got shut out for nothing. They got blanked in that game. Uh, I think you're going to see a massive amount of purpose here for the Bruins tonight. 
uh, in this game and to look into a tone for that performance. And let's be honest, Calgary's starting to slump again. The offense, you know, tailing off the last few games. That's definitely a little bit of a concern, you know, and uh, the, the home struggles for this team are very real for the most part of the season to this point. Calgary Flames have done most of their damage on the road. Uh, they have an 11 and six road record on the year. They are only four and six at home. So the Saddle Dome has not been a friendly venue uh, to the Calgary Flames this year. Below 500 at home, and I got to lay minus. 135 and they're slumping and they're playing a Boston team that I think wants this game or is going to show up tonight after getting pelted by Calgary earlier this year at the TD Garden. So um, lean Calgary, but uh, I don't feel good enough about it to pull the trigger. Alex, what do you think here? Bruins Flames? Yeah, this is a pass for me. Like you said, this is a, a you know two teams that really kind of need to figure a lot of different things out. And, uh, you know, Calgary's obviously playing way better than we all expect. I don't think any of us expect them December 11th to be first place. Uh, in the Pacific and, and, you know, Boston, like I said, we knew they were going to have some ups and downs and, and some struggles. These two teams need to find, kind of figure things out. So this is probably a game I'd watch and look for something live, you know, track it and see, you know, who's getting the the good start, who's who's getting, you know, who's who's dictating the pace in this game. But as far as a, a pregame side or total, I'm, I'm passing. I'm staying away from it. Yeah. Ian, you're muted. And you look at the Bruins here since they got Marshawn back. Uh, it's a situation where, you know, you've seen the team look a little bit more cohesive, better. They could have beat Vancouver the other night. I thought they played well enough. It was just a goalie battle. They had their chances. Demko was good. And I thought they played well against Edmonton as well. A very solid game uh, against the Oilers the other night. So signs of life for Boston here. And remember, Boston lost badly at home to Edmonton. What happened in Edmonton? They avenged the loss. And I'm worried about that here tonight. That was a Brutal game they had against Calgary earlier this year. It was listless, lifeless, lethargic. There was no piss-poor effort. Piss-poor. If you watch that game, Boston was just horrible in that game. And you'd think yeah, they maybe want to atone for that uh, here tonight against the uh, Calgary Flames. Uh, one of the better games of the night, for sure, uh, and of the, this Saturday card. Carolina now taking on Edmonton, certainly. Uh, I don't want to say Stanley Cup final preview because Edmonton's got ways to go. And Carolina does, but... Do, you know, each team, one of the better teams in their conference, for sure. Uh, we've got Edmonton minus 125 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. You wouldn't believe it if you, if I said it to you, but you got to believe it. The, what's happened to the Oilers offense? We're concerned right now. That's the uh, issue we've got right now with the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Four goals uh, in the last three games combined. They're now uh, right in their massive longest losing streak of the year, four games uh, against uh against LA, Seattle, Minnesota, Boston. So it has definitely been a struggle uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. And now they got to play a Carolina team that they went through their own uh, little uh, cold streak going one and five in six games. And they've righted the ship, winning three straight against Buffalo. And then the first two against Winnipeg and Carolina, or sorry, Winnipeg and Calgary uh, on this uh, road trip. So Carolina starting to uh, round into form a little bit here. Uh, going into uh, this uh, matchup, uh, you look at the uh, Edmonton Oilers, and other than, you know, McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Hyman, this team has just, quite frankly, had difficulty finding other sources of offense. You know, it's that's been that it's been that simple, and uh, that ends up being a, a big part of the problem here. Dave Tippett's saying, you can't let frustration get to you. We're not feeling good about losing. We expect more. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, get it going tonight against this uh, Carolina Hurricanes team. Um, you know, Carolina still remains without a couple of defensemen as well uh, in Brett Pesci 
uh, and uh, Tony D'Angelo there in COVID protocol. And you know, when it comes to uh, teams that are dealing with some injuries back there, you know, you wonder if that's going to show up uh, in a game of this magnitude. We'll have to wait and see. It might open the door maybe for Edmonton's offense to get rolling here a little bit. When you look at Carolina now, they've been on the road for pretty much a week. And I think, you know, with this Edmonton team, the more you lose, the more the desperation sets in to maybe uh, get things back on track. I think you'll see a better performance. I don't know if I want to lay a minus 125 price with a, with a team slumping like Edmonton is and Carolina's one three in a row. Normally, I don't want to. I want to back the team that's on the win streak, go against the team that's on the losing streak. Uh, so uh, that's why I'm going to stay off the side, but I'm going to look over in this game. It's five and one uh, in the last six meetings between these two teams, seven of the last nine in Edmonton between the Canes and the Oilers have gone over the total. And I think for Edmonton tonight could be one of those nights where you see uh, the offense start to uh, come to life a little bit. Cause remember still a little bit of a cluster injury cluster absence, I should say uh, situation uh, for the hurricanes on their blue line right now. This could be one of those games where you, you see it come to light and you've got some serious history on your side with these two teams for the most part playing uh, a little bit more higher scoring games head to head uh, against one another. So uh, we'll look at the over here, over six in this game, uh, no goaltending confirmations yet for this game. You would expect maybe it's going to be Anderson for Carolina and Koskinen uh, for Edmonton. Carolina is on a back to back though. They play Vancouver uh, tomorrow night. So there is a little more doubt that, uh, we see Anderson, maybe Ronta gets tonight, Anderson gets tomorrow. We'll have to uh, wait and see on that. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Carolina, Edmonton? This is definitely a spot where I would be looking to back Carolina, getting them at, at a plus price uh, in good form, winning three in a row. And, and I know a lot of people are probably saying, okay, well, Edmonton can't just struggle this long. Well, yeah, we teams, you know, good teams can go on, on losing streaks. And we know the makeup of this Oiler team. Like I said, they're, they're top six heavy. Uh, they only have a few guys that really, you know, you can consistently count on the score night after night. So if those guys get tired, then, you know, things can happen. They can go on a, a bit of a losing streak and then continue this, this slide downward. But Carolina, uh, you're not going to get them that often. Home or road at plus a dollar five here. This is, like I said, the, the premier game of the night. I'm going to go Carolina here uh, plus a dollar five on the money line. Yeah, it's uh, the, the logic there makes sense. I mean, this is a good team that you don't get this kind of price with very often. They're the team in better form right now. Uh, as well uh, in this game. So I hear you on that, Carolina. Uh, plus 105, I'm going to go over six uh, in this one, Hurricanes and Oilers. And you know what I'm going to do in terms of a goal scoring prop here for the uh, Edmonton Oilers tonight in this game? Now, certainly for uh, Carolina, uh, you know, the, the usual suspects are who you'd want to target probably. You know, Ajo is usually, uh, he's been terrific uh, all season long for them. And he's been uh, pretty good offensively of late. But for Edmonton, obviously, you know, you want to target McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Hyman normally because they're the guys that have been carrying the offense for the uh, Oilers. But I'm going to go with a little bit of a flyer here at a plus 450 price on Warren Fogle tonight. Former Carolina Hurricane. It's uncanny. How many times in the NHL we see, especially the first time a player goes to play his former team and yep. he shows up on the score sheet uh, against them and finds the back of the net. It's happened a bunch this year already. I've, I've, like, I've lost track of all the uh, instances we've seen this happen, but it's happened a bunch. And you can get Warren Fogle here, plus 450 uh, for the Edmonton Oilers tonight as he plays his former team, the Carolina Hurricanes, for the first time. So I like that angle a lot. I find it's been uh, coming through a lot. So Putting a few bucks on that, I have no issues with that. He's on the third line tonight, it looks like, with Ryan McLeod and Zach Cassian 
uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So I pose this question to you. When you have a, a player going to get against his old team like that and the price is high for him to score 450, that would mean that to, for him to just get a point, probably be in the plus range as well. Would you recommend that? Because uh, like I said, maybe he gets an assist, he chips in on the play, doesn't exactly get the goal. Would you recommend that for sometimes for, for these spots with players going against their old teams if the price is reasonable? You're on mute. <laughs> there we go. Sorry, we're having problems yeah. with the mute button this morning. I click it, and the, <laughs> I think the mouse is a little defective for me. When I click, it doesn't do what I want it to do. So there we go. But, yeah, I agree with what you said. I mean, I would look at a points prop for Fogel. The problem is he's not usually po posted on point prop boards, you know, in a lot of books. There's gotcha. a lot of times right. we don't see him. So uh, I'm going to look here at our uh, favorite spot here. Dra actually, DraftKings doesn't have much yet for the uh, – Carolina Edmonton games you'll probably see it later in the day but uh yeah def if there is a Fogel points prop that I see I would certainly be interested in it no question okay. about but that. I just meant I just meant as a as a uh, theory question you know yeah. is that something that if you do have a guy obviously like I said if it's a top line forward then you know his numbers you're going to be laying 150 160 that's not the reasonable price but if, if the guy's in that plus 250 300 range to score yeah. and for him to get a point would be you know plus a dollar five plus a dollar ten that might be a more viable option yeah, exactly. I agree with that for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, Warren Fogle, if you find a points prop, I certainly wouldn't talk you out of it. And like I say, plus 450, great value here. Maybe he finds the back of the net here from his third line uh, position here against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes tonight, his former team. All right, Minnesota Wild, Los Angeles Kings. We've got the Wild minus 140 to minus 150 uh, road favorites in this game. Five and a half, six being the total across the board. Uh, this is one of those, if it ain't broke, don't fix it bets for me. Uh, it's not going to be my, my best bet like it was the other night against San Jose, uh, but I'm going to go back to the Wild. Minnesota Wild team total uh, over three and a half. I mean, this team is just like just clockwork right now. Four goals every game, it seems, from this Wild team. Very impressed. I mean, this team right now with what they're getting offensively is impressive because it's some different player every night. It's Ryan Hartman. It's Kirill Kaprizov. It's Joel Erickson Eck. You know, it's Greenway. Jordan Greenway the other night uh, scoring for Minnesota. I mean, it's just the, the depth of scoring and finding different players to contribute and chip in goals right now. It's been remarkable uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Matt Zuccarello as well, you know, so far this year has, has stayed healthy and contributed. Marcus Foligno, we think of him more of a rugged physical player, good away from the puck, but yep. he's had an offensive uh, definitely uh, surge uh, and splurge to his game this year for the uh, Minnesota uh, Wild. Minnesota averaging 4.7 goals per game uh, over their last 10 games. Kings are coming off a great win against Dallas. 4-0, it was one of their better games. They took advantage of a Dallas team in a tough spot. They blew the game against Vegas, and they looked a step behind the entire game uh, against the LA Kings the other night, and I think the Kings took advantage of that. But let's not forget, they're still 3-8 and eight in their last 11 games. They've definitely uh, struggled still. Uh, and look, the last time they uh, won was against, I believe, Ottawa. Uh, for one of their recent few recent wins, and they gave up five goals uh, the next game after beating Ottawa. So that's why even after shutting out Dallas the other night, you know, I don't know if we're going to see that same defensive effort against a red-hot team like Minnesota who are just filling the net uh, right now at a rapid pace. Uh, again, uh, they've been scoring at least four goals in the majority of their recent games, and I'm going to roll with it again here. Minnesota team total over three and a half. Uh, plus 120. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Wild and Kings. Yeah, I'm right there with you with that same play. I mean, that's just uh, a, a bargain of value the way, like I said, they're getting contributions up and down the lineup. Ryan Hartman, that has to be the best contract 
for any team in all of hockey. The, the production he has, and this guy's only making about $1.6 this year, uh, making the former Hawks GM Sam Bowman look like an idiot because he pretty much said, oh, this guy doesn't really have much offensive upside. Well, so much for that. He actually does. And uh, like I said, they're getting contributions even from the fourth line guys. Like, well, you know, you, know, you, you just kind of you know rely on him to bring the physical grit, but he has a bit of a scoring touch. And it all starts at the top with Kirill Kaprizov, the way that he's passing the puck along. Uh, hasn't been getting as many goals. He's been more of the assist guy, the facilitator. But hey, whatever role works with this team, like I said, uh, the way Dean Ebsen has them all kind of just, you know, picking up uh, themselves by the bootstraps, playing forward, uh, doing whatever needs to be done at, at any given point, and, and being adaptable to styles. Uh, that, that's been the key for Minnesota. That's why they're atop the Central Division at the moment. I like this first period over, but I love this full game over. Uh, grabs at five and a half minus a dollar twenty overnight. And I'm also going to go over with the team total over three and a half with the Wild. This has always been a back and forth series, no matter how good or bad the two teams are. So that's why I like this over even more than, say, the team total. I think we will see L.A. get a couple of, of goals. They've been able to find their way uh, scoring. I don't think they're going to be able to, enough to where they can you know, force overtime or anything like that. Wild should get the win here. But uh, I think this is going to be a, a fun game to watch. This is always exciting when these two teams play. Uh, they were division mates last year, but they they – just played each other the last few years as if they're rivals. Uh, so it should be another good one tonight. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to this one here, uh, Kings and Wild. Uh, yeah, we'll see where the goaltending is. It feels like this could be a Kakinen spot. I don't know why, uh, but it is a back-to-back situation yeah, that would for, the, me uh, for the Minnesota Wild. And that's why, if that's the case, I might I might tack on that full game over as well uh, in this game because Kings might be able to find some offense as well if it's uh, Kakinen. Talbot might be rested for Vegas. Uh, tomorrow night when they play the uh, Golden Knights uh, in the fortress there uh, in Sin City. So uh, we'll definitely uh, see. Oh, is, is he confirmed? Let me just uh, double check. Uh, I think Chris is trying to tell us that uh, he might be uh, in here. Some some sites, you're right, are late reporting compared to others. Uh, let me see. Do we have a – no, we don't have anybody, I think, confirmed yet. I didn't, see, didn't see it on goalie post yet. And I would advise everybody to maybe check goalie post in about a couple hours. That's when we'll probably see more teams have uh, – Guys confirmed, so with you yeah. know in the three o'clock, you know uh, Eastern hour probably. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, I still lean full game over. I like wild team total over, and Alex likes the full game over, first period over uh, as well. All right, Dallas and San Jose, final game of this Saturday card. We've got Dallas minus one twenty uh, road favorites here, uh, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, is this the spot for the Dallas? This is another one that's uh, it's tricky for. I don't think it's just you step in and for sure you know, get in there and back the Dallas Stars here because this is a streaky bunch. We know they went on a bad losing streak early in the year. We know they've righted the ship and they played great hockey, uh, winning seven in a row. Uh, and now they've lost two in a row against Vegas and um, L.A., getting shut out 4 nothing the other night. So a bit of a streaky team. Can they uh, bounce back here against the Sharks? It's certainly a good opportunity to do that. The Sharks have dropped three of their last uh, four games uh, heading into this matchup against the uh, Dallas Stars. Um, but stars have struggled in San Jose. Uh, that's definitely a concern, even head to head. You know, you look at it, uh, San Jose and Dallas, the last six head to head meetings, it's a three and three split uh, between these two teams. So um, we're going to have to uh, wait and see um, if Dallas is capable of bouncing back here. I don't know if I want to lay it with Dallas here. We've just seen too much evidence of this team being very streaky. Uh, you know, going through p- great times, going through bad times, and you worry that maybe this is one of those bad times again for the uh, Dallas Stars uh, going into this game. So it's a tough one. I lean Dallas. I don't want San Jose, but 
I think it's just going to be a lean. And Dallas is nowhere near been as good, nowhere near been as good on the road compared to at home. You look at Dallas, four and eight on the road, nine and three at home. You got to factor that in. You know, a lot of their damage and a lot of their best play this year has been on home ice. So uh, I lean Dallas, but it's just something about that uh, and the struggles they've had and the issues they've had winning on the road. It's going to keep that from being a bet for me, just a lean for Dallas for me in this game. Alex, what do you think here? Stars and Sharks. I jumped on the draw. I got it plus 315 about maybe three, three and a half hours ago. I'm not seeing it drop all the way down uh, to 300, 295 at a couple of shops. So uh, grab that sooner than later. I mean, it's still worth a play, obviously. I think I think the, the bottom out for a draw would probably have to be 275. Uh, and I mean, still even then, you're getting plus price. So, but uh, But obviously the best of the value it's still there, but it's fleeting. And I think a lot of people are looking at, you know, these two teams that they could kind of play in that style of, of, you know, keeping each other at bay just enough, uh, you know, not going to see a burst of offense from either team, but we're not going to just see complete defensive meltdown either. So this feels like it'd be a two, two game or a three, three game after 60 minutes. That means we can cast a draw and get that plus value. All right. Like in the draw here, that, that might be the, that might be a decent option here. It feels like it'll be a close game. I don't think either team's going to pull away from the other. So the draw definitely could be live uh, in this one. Uh, what also is live as uh, we were about to wrap up the show is DraftKings Sportsbook. It's live because it is a great place to place your bets. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL. You'll be a winner once a single point is scored in NFL action on Sunday. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, great Saturday show. Lots of fun breaking down all 12 games. It is a massive menu, uh, a massive smorgasbord buffet of NHL action, if you will. And that's great from a best bet standpoint because it gives us a lot to choose from. So let's get to it. Best bets to wrap up the show. Best bets for me have been really good. So yeah, I'm going to try to, you know, just hit the right <laughs> one here once again tonight. But the best bets have been very strong for me the last week or so on the show. We'll see if we can keep it rolling here tonight uh, on this Saturday slate. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, let's head out to Hollywood. They're still going to call it Staples Center. At least the fans will. I'll still call it the Staples Center. Uh, it's the LA Kings and the Minnesota Wild. We'll go over five and a half minus a dollar twenty. Uh, this Wild team has just been absolutely red hot offensively, and like I said, they bring the best out of the Kings for whatever reason. This is usually a uh, fun, entertaining game. So I think we'll have enough here uh, with both of these clubs to get over that five and a half minus a dollar twenty. That's my best bet for Saturday. All right, there we go. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. My best bet. Um, Come on, Edmonton, get your offense going. Uh, it's that, that We don't usually think of that being the problem when the Oilers lose games, but that has been the problem the last few during this little slump. I think they get it going a little bit offensively tonight. And, of course, with Carolina, they're also very dangerous up front, combined with the blue line injuries that they have. You know, when your blue line's got some new faces back there, 
facing the speed of McDavid and the playmaking and the and just the puck movement of what Edmonton can bring, that could be a little bit of a tough transition for you defensively. So I think Edmonton scores. I think Carolina does as well. The series history points to goals as it's been an over series history with the two teams. Let's go Carolina, Edmonton, over six, minus 120. Uh, that is going to be my best bet for this Saturday uh, NHL card. And if your book has six and a half, you can just wait live and that should drop probably within the first two minutes. So uh, you should be able to get a six. If you can't get it right now, you should be able to get that adjusted in game. Yeah, or you can bet DraftKings Sportsbook. It's six there right now. Absolutely. Use DraftKings. That's why we say it on the show. Our great partners here at the Ice Guys and the Hockey Podcast Network. DraftKings has over six, minus 120, the exact line that I bet uh, on this uh, total between the uh, Hurricanes and the Oilers. So we're going to go over the total there, Carolina Edmonton, for my best bet. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. We thank everybody in the chat for joining us live on YouTube. Hit the like button. Make sure you do that. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast whenever you can't tune in and watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. I will have a pre-recorded Sunday Ice Guys show for you at noon Eastern tomorrow. We'll also have our plays posted on our Twitter account at the underscore Ice Guys. So make sure you check that out. So we'll have a Sunday pre-recorded show. And then the entire crew will be back with you live on Monday for another live edition, 2 p.m. Eastern, of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. 